Thanks for tuning in to the Movement is Life podcast, a show bringing you raw conversation, tips, and engaging topics hosted by yours truly, Mike Fox. Join me in the dialogue on all things creative, entrepreneurial, and unconventional with stories that may just change your life. Subscribe to hear new episodes every other week, each filled with reasons to listen closer next time. Hey everyone, back for another episode. How y'all feeling out there today? For all y'all, thanks again for tuning in with me. I never really envisioned having a podcast, but this shit is pretty fun, I'm not gonna lie. And truthfully, you know, my life is pretty crazy and a lot of people don't really understand what goes on behind the scenes. So it's dope to be able to share my journey with the world thanks to technology that allows this to be possible in the first place. So yeah, I hope this episode really gets better as far as quality, substance, and we're having a pretty dope guest on here as well. Um, Joining me later in the discussion, I'll introduce him in just a bit. But today, we're talking about fear. So fear is pretty much the number one reason why people are depressed, if you ask me. They're fearful of change, risk, judgment, all of that. But the crazy thing is, all those things happen anyway usually just not on our own terms, so it doesn't really give us the time to think about it, and we just keep it moving. There's a few times in my life where I've had to tackle fear head on, and these were defining moments in my life, too. I always relate everything in this podcast to my life since I started photography and entrepreneurship, because this is the part where I feel people can relate the most, and it doesn't really matter where you're from, what your bank account looks like, or what race you are. I feel like my story is something people need to hear because they can relate to it. Um, There are moments in all of our lives where we're young, we're learning, we're reaching for the stars with fear just lurking on our backs. So I'm going to tell you about a few times where I've had to take on fear and keep it moving. So first, starting off with going to college and pursuing photography. So I really got into photography in high school. I really mentioned this in um, the My Story episode you should check out and definitely learn a little more about me and how I got started into photography, but it's been pretty crazy. And going to college was really just like the first step into the journey that I had to face my fears. And going to college and photography on top of that really just wasn't ideal. Nobody would expect it and nobody would think you could do it on top of everything else that you have going on. But really just powered through it. Um, you know, for the first two years I was actually in college, I didn't really pursue photography that much at all, but it sparked a vision in me to keep going, take it to the next level and just keep rising from there. And that's how we got where we are today. The college was no easy feat. You know, I ended up going to community college first just to get started, save a little money and then transfer into Western Kentucky university. I actually studied photography for about a year and then just branched off and started doing something else in school and still pursuing photography. And I'll get into a little more of that later. But another instance um, where I just had to take fear head on is skydiving. And this is really fucking crazy because prior to skydiving, I had never been in a plane, like literally. This was in 2015 and... Yeah, super young, never been in a plane. And I was just like, let's let's do it big for the first time. 
and just went skydiving. And this was on vacation um, with a couple buddies in Florida. And we did the shit. <laughs> Fucking 11,000 feet in the air. First time in a plane. And I can remember it like it was yesterday. For real, my life changed after that. Because I knew if I hesitated, you know, it was all over. And there was no turning back. And that's kind of how I felt about my journey with photography and just going through life. There's no turning back. We can look back and reflect, of course, but we got to keep it moving. And we can't let fear just take a hold of us. So the third instance is going to Greece um, while still in college. Actually, this was junior year of college. And this was some scary ass shit, too. <laughs> um, I ended up landing a photography contract with a company called Med Sailors. And they do um, basically vacation tours all around the Mediterranean. So Greece, Croatia, um, a few other places too, I believe. And yeah, I was actually the only black, <laughs> black dude over there. And one of the few photographers from the United States. So it was just a crazy experience overall. Being in college, going to Greece, getting this photography contract. And just taking it all in. This also allowed me to explore a few other countries, including Hungary and even Jordan. So those were experiences I definitely can't forget. I had to face fears in every level, you know, making sure my passport was straight, making sure I had the right plugins to charge my laptop. Like all this gets down to the very little details of really taking something on when you have no idea about it in your pretty fearful because you can turn to nobody for advice. So yeah. Um, also, when this is going on, doing the photography contact, I'm faced with another pretty big moment of fear. So, you know, it's just another day we're working. We actually live on the boats um, when working for Med Sailor. So when I was a photographer, I was living on the boat with the crew and we were out there all summer. We literally lived on a boat all summer. So we were swimming every day. And I pretty much learned how to swim out there. I wouldn't say like I couldn't swim before, but it wasn't proficient at all. Like I definitely would have drowned before. <laughs> so, you know, I'm feeling myself. Now I, I figured I could swim. You know, I'm out in Greece in the Mediterranean. There ain't no waves really. So I test my, I, I test the waters a little bit. And I'm swimming in between boats. I have my camera in my hand. I have an underwater camera um, back then. And, you know, I'm swimming with it. And the waves start coming in in between boats. And I'm just far enough to where I can't turn back. And I'm just far enough to where I got to keep going. And this is a moment where I was really like, okay, you're in some shit. <laughs> you're in some deep shit. You either got to keep it moving or you're going to drown. Like, for real. And y'all know black people don't, really don't swim like that. And <laughs> I can attest for sure. Like, I'm one of those black people that don't swim like that. So I'm out here feeling myself and almost fucking drowned in the Mediterranean Ocean. Like, in between both the boats. Um, obviously, we had, you know, people on the crew that could have saved me if it came to that. But I just couldn't let that happen. I had to get in an overdrive and eventually made it to the, the other boat. While almost dying, <laughs> for real. Camera in the hand, too. So, like, if I wouldn't have went out that way, 
I wouldn't even be mad about it because I have my camera in my hand. And that's how I want to go out, for real. I got to have the camera in my hand. So, yeah. The fourth um, moment where I had to overcome fear was graduating college, figuring out what I want to do, and then eventually moving to Los Angeles. And you'll hear me talk about this a few times because it was just such an important step to take. Not only for my personal journey, but for photography and entrepreneurship. And it really tested everything, everything that I've built, everything that I've done up until that point, because you can't just half step it. You have to go all into it. Went all in, packed up my shit, packed up my car, even packed up my dog and we rolled out. And that was a moment I'll probably never forget because my family didn't know what to think. I knew what to think. Like, yeah, we're going out here and we're going to kill it. And it's honestly changed my life. It's opened so many doors, created so many different experiences, different memories, and different opportunities. So that's really like one of the top moments, I would say, where I came to realization that I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing because it wouldn't have been set up to where I would have been able to take that on and not be overwhelmed or not have enough money or anything like that. Everything was just aligned enough to where I could make it happen. And it was a sign to where, you know, keep going and say, fuck fear, straighten its face. And the last one I want to touch on it's just aerial views in general. You know, like I said, being in a plane for the first time, skydiving, it really just opened my world to not being afraid to take on experiences you wouldn't have any desire in doing otherwise except to change your perspective. And aerial views is really a good example of that. Um, you know, just recently went on a helicopter ride as well, capturing some images, working with this campaign for it a local helicopter tour company. And that was another moment where I had to look fear in the face, doors off, camera in hand. And it was amazing. You know, of course, the first five minutes, you're like, okay, we're going to fall out. You know, we're going to tilt over. Propeller going to fly off. We don't know. We had to take it in stride. And uh, my homie with me, Justin Renfro, you know, we had to take it on together. Um, and it was crazy. A great experience. Flew all over Nashville, all of downtown. Got some incredible shots. And it worked out. But throughout that whole time, I realized, again, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I was made for. I was made for overcoming my fears and inspiring other people to do the same. So I really hope this episode helps express that and helps inspire you to overcome your fears as well. And I'm sure you have a lot of different times. Maybe you can look back at it and have it as fuel going forward. Fear is something that we must take on head first. That's why I felt it was important to talk about this. For people with big dreams, small dreams, and everything in between, this is for you. 
So now I want to introduce my guest and my panelist for this episode, Jake Matthews, aka Jake's Visuals. Jake is a versatile photographer based in Nashville, Tennessee. His work is literally mind-blowing and expands from Nashville to Thailand to Australia to Iceland. His visuals are truly more than just a photo, but a story engraved into a moment in time. Jake, how's it going, my dude? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's going great, man. I'm happy to be on here. A lot of people that are listening probably don't know this, but this is the first time, Mike, that me and you have seen each other in, like, years, bro. Yeah, it's been a grip. And it's been crazy because, like, the last time we saw each other was right when we were, like, first starting off into photography, and now I feel like it's like, oh, we've had a few years of, like, really being in this shit. So yeah. it's cool because now we get to chop it up and talk about it and also see where each other's been. So, man, I'm hyped. I'm hyped to be on here. It's going to be a good one. Hell yeah. Dope, man. Glad to have you on this episode for sure. Glad that we got to chop it up. You know, a lot of gems we can drop in this episode for sure. But from that intro, you know, we know you're a photographer. There's such ground all over the world. So let's talk about the fear involved with language barriers, scheduling, and no sales service. I'm sure a lot of times. So what are the top five moments where you can remember fear creeping on, on you throughout your photo journey? Man, well, there's a long list. Um, but it's crazy because the first thing that people think of, like when they see my photography journey is they see all these places that I've traveled and they see, Oh man, like you've been in China, you've been in Kenya, like you've been in India, wherever, like you must've had some scary stuff. And don't get me wrong. Like I have, and I'm sure going to talk about those, but like for me, where like fear started off is it started off at home for me. And that was where I truly felt fear in my photography journey. And that like, I was just starting off. And I was like, in my mind, I was this passionate, young, creative, running after like my dreams. But I had like people doubting me. And I had people not really believing that I could really make it happen. And I remember there was a day that my grandma literally sat me down. And she said, Jacob, we want to talk. and we, we want you to get a real job. Like I had my family sit me down and tell me I needed to get a real job because they didn't think what I was doing was possible. And so that was just something like, oh, man, like I have all these people like legitimately saying I can't do this. And these people that are supposed to love them than anybody else in the world. And so me, there was that huge fear of me saying, all right, I have all these people saying I can't. And I have myself saying I can. And that's a scary place to be. And it was me saying, what am I going to do? Am I going to trust myself? Am I going to gamble on myself? And I had to finally just make that jump. And that's what it always has come down to me to say like who am i going to gamble on at the end of the day and i'm always willing to gamble on myself above, above anyone else um so it started off with that and like the overcoming that fear at home and overcoming like the doubters in my own family almost allowed me to really jump into the real world and to try it out but once i got to the real world and traveled the world i met some some other fears along the way i mean there have been times so for me the thing that I love most about photography is storytelling and specifically storytelling through capturing other people's cultures. And amidst my travels, what that, what that means is that I am trying to get as much away from what the normal white American tourist is doing in these places. And I'm trying to get into the nitty gritty and say like, okay, like what does living in Nairobi, Kenya like truly mean? And so I'm like really in touch with these locals. And there have been times that people have like got in my face yelling at me saying go the fuck back home to america what are you doing here you don't belong here and i would sit there and i would say okay like am i gonna stick this out and really like continue to fight for the story that i know is worth being told 
And also, like, a thing I deal with everywhere is people see me and they see that I'm American and they see, oh, he's got money. That's immediately what everyone thinks. And so I've had people try and rob me in so many different countries. I had two dudes with uh, machine guns try and bribe me in Kenya, um, saying if I didn't give them the money, they were going to bring me to jail. Ended up just running away from them. But all of it was to say is there have been plenty of times that I've had people put me in these very fearful situations. I had a gun straight pulled to my chest in Colombia trying to get us robbed. And But that puts me in this position every time where I say, okay, there are things going against me. And there are things that are pushing me back and they're making me afraid at this moment. But am I going to fight for what I know is true and what I know needs to be done for what my heart says to do? And am I going to fight for what my heart says to do? Am I going to run after that passion? And that's just something that when I really face it down and I see a black and white, I know that I have to run after what my passion is about. Um, because all that fear is, is fear is simply something that's going to be a roadblock and something that's going to get in the way of me living like the life I'm intended to live and that my passion is leading me towards. And so just continually over and over jumping that fear um, and that hurdle of fear um, allows me to be who I'm meant to be, I think. Um, and then, so I, and then to speak on other times I've had fear, I, so I graduated college. My family had that conversation with me. And then I immediately moved to Kenya where I had these stories I was telling you about. I lived in Kenya for five months, spent all my money that I had saved up in college, all my money, seriously. Came back after seven months, went from Kenya to India to Europe, came back with no money. And literally my mindset was, all right, I guess I'm just gonna do this photography thing for as long as I can. But I had no idea if I was really gonna be able to make it work and I was sitting there checking my bank account when it said negative $11. And once again, had to make that decision and saying, is this something that's going to make me quit? The fear of financial failure. And then, and in my mind, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that I'm going to let that be the thing that keeps me from running after this dream. Yeah, I think we've all been there too, as far as, you know, our financial reality not matching up to our dreams. And we just have to keep pushing forward and making sure we can turn that into a reality. Oh yeah. Every time. And I know for me, it's, and a lot of times people wonder what that looks like in the day to day. Like, Oh yeah. Like I get it. Like, you shouldn't be let down that you don't have money. You should keep running after it. But at the end of the day, like, you still got to pay your bills and people ask, like, well, how do you deal with that? And like, I'm honest. I'm saying, Hey, like, I mean, if something comes up and you can help out a friend moving, out of his house for $50 here and there, pick up random ass ob jobs that allow you to continue running after your passion, do it. But then also, I, I'm completely bold with them. And I say, the reality is, and I believe that if you are truly grinding at what you are passionate and gifted in, then financial success will follow. But you have to truly be grinding. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, you got negative $11 in your bank account. So what are you doing? Are you sitting at home moping? depressed that you're broke, waiting for people to email you a gig, or are you sitting at a coffee shop for 12 hours a day, emailing every single brand you can find? I, I kid you not, one thing I even did to overcome that was one day I just woke up and I went to Walmart and I walked through every single aisle and wrote down every brand I saw in Walmart. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go and email every single one of those. 
And what that was was me saying, okay, yeah, in this moment, I am afraid that I don't have that much money and I'm afraid of what that's going to mean. But am I going to allow that to cripple me or am I going to allow that to make me stronger and say, okay, I'm ready to fight even harder because I'm afraid and because I don't know if it'll work out. Am I going to really go for it? And then the other thing that comes to mind when I think about some of the biggest fears I've had to overcome in my photography journey has been honestly the fear of disapproval and the fear of people not liking my work. Because as an artist, somebody who thinks that I, I like to think at least that I'm gifted in this, that maybe I'm good at this, and I'm working my ass off at it, and that still, occasionally, whether it's every other week, once a year, three times a year, whatever. I will have a client that's like not happy with the result. And that does send me an email saying like, hey, thanks for the photos. But we think they're blurry. Literally, I had a hotel say that to me recently. And now, in that moment, what happened? You start to doubt yourself. You start to say, oh shit, am I truly a terrible photographer? Maybe I'm not meant to do this. Maybe this isn't meant for me to do. And what I have to decide in that moment is say like, Okay, one, LeBron James says, I've never lost a day in my life. I've always either won or I've learned. And so it's through those opportunities, those, those times when people disapprove and they say, your shit isn't good. And this isn't art. You don't do this. That I view that as a learning experience rather than a loss. And I see that as an opportunity for me to grow and improve and to get better. I may be sounding nice in this podcast, but if you catch me on the court, it will be a bad, bad day for you. I promise. I promise. Also, we'll say, too, Jake is a hooper. It's confirmed. He's using LeBron quotes, and he might dunk on you, too. I played with him. It's confirmed. But no, man, it's just realizing that, like, I don't care how good you are. The best photographer in the world is still going to have some people that say those photos aren't good. And that that man is not deserving of being a successful photographer. And so it's, it's overcoming that fear of fearing other people not liking your work and fearing other people saying that you shouldn't be doing this. And that you always have to take that step and say, no, I'm going to continue to do this even if everybody doesn't like it. Because I know it's and so simply just learning how to deal with that, learning how to deal with criticism and not letting that cripple you once again, but allowing that to simply propel you to learn and to move forward. And I would say fifth and final thing where I've experienced fear in my photography journey and how I overcame it was, was the first time I ever went to Egypt. So I went to Egypt literally by accident. I was technically on a trip to Morocco and happened to have a long layover on my way to Kenya and they had it in Egypt and I went and looked and I saw it was for 12 hours so I called the airline and said, hey like is there any chance that I could actually get the layover to be 36 hours and delay it a bit and somehow they said yes but anyway so I landed in Egypt but here's the thing about Egypt Egypt has always been the number one place on my bucket list and so I wanted to be a surprise to everyone at home didn't tell anyone. My mom didn't know where I was. My friends didn't know where I was. Nobody in my family knew where I was. And I landed with a dead phone. No Egyptian currency. And all I had was like a receipt 
from an Airbnb saying that a driver would be at the airport to pick me up. So I land, can't charge my phone. I'm lucky that my credit card works. I didn't tell the credit card company I was going to be there. But anyway, I finally, I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, where is this driver? I have no way of communicating with anyone. I'm stuck in the middle of this country by myself. And it's 4 a.m. It's 4 a.m. The airport's dead. And finally, I see one guy written on a piece of notebook paper, just in pencil, that just says, Mr. Jake. And I was like, um, hey. And he was just like, didn't even say a word. He just turned around and like points for me to follow him. So I follow him and we get in the car. Now on this Airbnb receipt, it said that it was 30 minutes, roughly, of a drive. So we're in the car. Once again, it's 4 a.m., no traffic, we're cruising. Clock starts ticking, 25, 35, 45, 55 minutes. And it's kind of the point where I'm like, okay, where's this dude taking me? Once again, it's dark outside, nobody. And he's pulling into random alleys. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm about to get robbed. I'm sitting in the back, like, trying so hard not to fall asleep because I got to stay on guard because of what this guy might do. And finally, he stopped the car in the middle of this dark alley. And he walks up to my door and he just says, get out. And I'm sitting here absolutely terrified. I get out. My, my, my fists are clenched. I'm ready to. I'm ready to swing if this dude needs it. Like, he's a little five-foot-four Egyptian dude, but he's going to catch his hands if he needs to. But he points at me, and he literally doesn't say a word. He just points at the door, and he just says, in. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to roll with this. I go in, and he points to a closet, and he goes, in. And I'm like, this man, tell me to get inside of a closet. But I'm like, okay, until, like, I've got a gun or or a knife to my chest like I'm going to go along with this until I can tell I'm for sure in danger even though I'm scared to hell but I kept being like okay okay so I step inside the closet turns out it was this teeny tiny elevator and he just like manually cranks it all the way up to the top and then finally get to the top and he opens the door and it's my Airbnb and I walk in and the lady who actually does speak a little English. She goes, hello, like, welcome. And right now it's like 5 a.m. So there's just a little bit of blue outside. And she's like, feel free to take a seat outside while we make you some breakfast. And so I take a seat outside. <sighs> Finally take a big deep breath. And right in front of me, in the horizon, I kid you not, I start to see these little points pop up above the fog. And it's the Egyptian pyramid right in front of me at 5 a.m. peeking out, like right before sunrise. And it was arguably the most glorious moment of all of my travel experiences, me by myself and this bucket list destination, finally seeing this place I've dreamed of for years. And I never would have seen it if at any point I'd let that fear overcome. And if ever there was a moment where I was like, no, I can't do it. This is too risky. I'm too scared. I'm too worried of what this man might do. If that had ever come, then I wouldn't have been able to get to have this experience. But it was because I pushed through the fear. I continued to put one foot in front of the other, no matter how much I was shaking, that allowed me to see the peers. And it was that moment that changed everything. It feels so much like a dream. I forget to, I forget about that story, honestly. Because I'm like, did that really happen? Because right. the, the crazy contrast from how terrified I was 
to how like full of joy I was was crazy. That's what it's about, man. Running after it. Don't let fear be a roadblock. Just keep running. It's pretty fucking dope, man. That's way better than any of my stories. I can't <laughs> lie. <laughs> and it makes it even crazier, too. It's like all that's happened from a camera, you know? Mm-hmm. These opportunities happened because we picked up a camera and decided, fuck fear. Oh, but yeah, just giving some advice and tips on fear, and then I'm going to close it out. I think some of my biggest tips on dealing with fear and potentially even overcoming fear, start with learning that you're not supposed to erase fear. Fear isn't something that you're supposed to, when people say overcome, they're not saying let fear completely go away. So you're not supposed to wait in the moment until you're not scared of it anymore, but rather you're supposed to learn how to continue to move forward in the middle of the fear. And so the biggest tip I would have is, is for you to realize that everyone is terrified, that I'm terrified, that everyone who's in this journey together is terrified. But what's going to make the difference is if you are going to be one that continues to walk even when you're afraid, rather than waiting for the moment to the fear, for the fear to disappear, because that day is never going to come. And then also, <clears throat> an overall thought on fear that really helps me continue to walk on continue to walk in that is realizing this I, when you were when you told me that we were talking about fear the thing that came to mind was realizing that the only way to greatness is through fear because greatness comes from being something that is unique something that hasn't been done before something that's better than any way that it's currently been done so that means it's unique it's the unknown that's what greatness is and it's the unknown that draws out fear in us. It's those moments where we, where we feel, okay, wait, I haven't been here before. This is a little different. How am I going to react to the situation? Maybe something might not go right. And that's what gives us the fear. It's the unknown, something that we're not familiar with. And so we can only achieve greatness by moving forward in the middle of that fear and in the storm, because that's what's going to allow us to be unique and to be different and to be new, is to be is to continue to move forward even when we're afraid. And then, any other tip I have on fear? Fuck fear. But also, love fear. Let it be your best friend. Let it be something that makes you stronger. Let it be something that builds courage in you. And let it be what makes you who you are. That's what I got to say. Hell yeah. Y'all heard him. Jake dropping some gems. Some dope stories. It is what it is. Really, fear is an illusion to hold us back from what we really want. Move forward with courage, and the universe will sort out the rest. And make sure to connect with Jake. At Jake Biffles on Instagram. Hope to see y'all soon. Peace. Thanks again for tuning in to the Movement is Life podcast. And make sure to subscribe on all platforms where you can find your favorite podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everything. You can also connect with me on social media at The Fox Icon. I'll catch you on the next episode.